challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast and the Great Man Podcast. I am doing something in this last podcast of 2022 that I rarely do, and that is I am speaking to both of my audiences in one podcast, and it's because of what I want to talk about today. You know, many of you are asking me, what do I anticipate for 2023? What's coming? What's going to happen? What are the trends? What do you expect economically? What do you expect militarily? What do you expect politically? And I'm probably not going to answer those questions as specifically as some of you would like, because I have a broader answer, a broader vision that I want to give you. And before I dive into my topic for both of my audiences, by the way, great man audience, uh, meet the Stephen Mansfield podcast audience. The Stephen Mansfield podcast is a podcast where we look at current events largely through the eye of faith and history. And Stephen Mansfield podcast audience, meet the great man podcast audience. These are men who are being coached to greatness, to being great men. Glad that you know each other. But I want you to take a tour with me just for a moment of some of what I know about my audience for both of these podcasts. And I want to move you just for a moment about the kind of people who are listening to what I have said and what I'm about to say. I think this may touch you. I know for sure that I have people who listen to this podcast regularly in prison. I know for sure that we have listeners uh, amongst the Ukrainian army, soldiers in the Ukrainian army who are fighting for their nation, and quite literally, in some cases, for their lives. I have listeners, there are listeners who will hear these words, who are amongst the Peshmerga in Iraqi Kurdistan. They are English-speaking, they listen to it, and those who are English-speaking and also speak the Kurdish languages will often play a few seconds and then stop and translate it for other uh, members of the Peshmerga there. It moves me. Uh, There are groups in Iran who drive in cars so they cannot be discovered, and they listen to this podcast and also other uh, religious-type broadcasts and satellite downloads and so on. They do it while they're driving around in cars so they can't be located. By the way, this is how the uh, Iranian Christian church is growing, and it's one of the fastest-growing religious movements in the world. The Iranian church uh, is the fastest-growing in the world right now, and it's largely done through essentially cell groups that drive around in cars. And one of the things that some of them listen to is are one of these two podcasts. We have men uh, listening to the Great Man podcast Uh, on NFL teams, in the American military, all over the world, women as well, by the way, listening to both the Great Man podcast and the Stephen Mansfield podcast. I'm moved by this. I'm moved by people all over the world, not because, hey, look at my audience, how great it is, but because I like to think about the people who are in different circumstances, especially as we approach the end of the year, as we approach Christmas, as we think about what people are enduring. And this is relevant to what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. So let me quickly say to all of you, whether you're in prison or the White House, whether you're in Congress or living in a flat in Manila, whether you are fighting for freedom in the Ukrainian army 
or, or you are driving in a van ar- around Tehran uh, listening to what we have to say. Welcome to you. Bless you. We're proud of you. We're standing with you. And I want to come back to the topic that will inform this podcast and that really is my final message for you for the year. And that is, again, many of you are asking me, you know, what's going to happen? How do we prepare? Uh, what, 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 do you, what do you expect the trends to be? And these are valid questions. These are good questions. And there are strategies that we can talk about, although they're not the topic I'm on today. You know, in a time of inflation, you want to move out of liquid assets. You want to own hard assets, et cetera. We can talk about that kind of thing. But there are lots of podcasts that talk about that, lots of television shows, uh, lots of experts, lots of books. You can get that kind of financial information. But I'm I'm interested in something else, because I sincerely believe, and I can't, and I say this based on the fact that I'm a Christian and based on the fact that I'm an historian, that the good and the bad coexist. That people want to hear me say, "Hey, it's going to get better. Inflation's going to recede. We're out of an election year. Ukrainian war is going to come to an end. Our politicians are going to start making sense. And hey, come May, everything's going to be fine." That's what they want to hear me say. They fear that I might say, "You know, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be horrible." And neither of those perspectives, in my opinion, are ever true. Rarely ever as a people in a given locality or person having a completely bad season or a completely good season. And here's why. The good and the bad exist side by side. The good and the bad exist side by side. Some of you suffered horribly during COVID. Maybe you lost family members. Maybe you were sick yourself. It was a scary time. It was an isolating time. It was a lonely time. And yet some of you have said, I emerged with my family closer than ever. And because of the unique economic situations, I emerged wealthier than I'd ever been before. My my investments did well. And this was, by the way, true to a large extent, especially in the Western world. People largely did emerge with more money in their pockets. They hadn't been spending as much and so on. So family was strong. Finances were strong. The good coexisted with the bad. Uh, This next year, some of you may do well financially, but you may have a death in your family. I don't mean to speak light of that. But if you think about your life, the good and the bad always coexist. I've had people say, man, my high school years were terrible. And then as they keep talking, they met their wife or their husband there. They learned certain things. They developed certain skills. They won awards that allowed them to go on to college and thus have the careers they have now. The good and the bad almost always coexist. And the, the key to happiness, the key to fulfillment, the key to survival is almost always a matter of culture. I've been involved in my academic life in three kinds of studies, three studies in three different fields that have to do with how people survive. And how do they survive difficult times? One of them I've referred to before in Stephen Mansfield podcast, and that is uh, has to do with survivors of the Great Depression. Uh, they have done studies with those who survived the Great Depression, obviously hearing their stories about what they experienced during the Great Depression, uh, in the, largely in the 1930s. And then what were their memories or their observations today? And even though that was a horrible time in the United States and, and worldwide for the most part, even though it was a horrible time, People often remembered it 
as one of the best times in their lives. Why? Because they had memories. These are people now who are way later in their life, but they're looking back at the depression, being asked by scholars, um, how was it for you? And they said, well, times were tough and, and, and people were suffering, but they often remembered it as amongst the best times in their lives. Why? Because family came together, community came together, life was simple. I remember being moved deeply by a woman remembering her father taking his simple little violin and playing music for the family, and the kids would cut things out of scraps and do Christmas plays, and and mom would make what food they had go as far as it could, and there was love, and there was faith, and there was closeness, and there was community, and there was human connection. And even though time, the, the Great Depression ended and these people went on and, you know, they were children during the Depression. So they were, they went on to school or they went on to careers or they went on to marriage and what have you. 40, 50 years later, they looked back and said, you know, really, uh, though I had some good times in my life, the Great Depression was perhaps the sweetest and most meaningful time of my life. Glad I have my children. Glad I have a little bit more prosperity than I did then. But the human, the faith, the meaningful, the touching, the tender, the artistic, the culture in our home, the culture in our community, the culture in our church changed my life and is still the sweetest memory among the sweetest memories I have in my entire life. I've also been involved, and I've written about this, in studying soldiers at war. And one of the one of the sad and, and rather troubling uh, aspects of soldiers who are at war, especially in recent wars, uh, I've told you this before in some of these podcasts, that soldiers will often tell me after they've come home that they feel a sense of guilt. And the reason is that years later, after they've left the, the foxholes, so to speak, after they've left the front lines, they don't find their life as a civilian measuring up to what they knew at war. And they feel guilty. They feel guilty that what they really want, if they're really being honest— is to be back in uniform, to be back on the front lines, to be back fighting. Why? Again, because of the culture they shared with other people. They had community. They had a sense of purpose. They had a mission. They belonged to a team. They knew who they were. They knew where they belonged. Even if their commander wasn't that great or they were in a tough assignment or the food sucked for a while or whatever, the point is, they remember it positively. And I've even been loosely connected to a study of uh, Auschwitz and concentration camp survivors. And though that was horrible and people died and it was, it was I'm not putting any roses on it, it was terrible. Survivors still remembered the human connection amongst those consigned, those, those, those condemned to the concentration camps. They remembered the love. They remembered the tenderness. Jews remembered the sweetness of their rabbis serving in secret. Christians remembered pastors who were also at concentration camps uh, being able to secretly minister. Faith became important. Human connection became important. People were dying all around them. There was brutality and horror uh, under the Nazi regime, but still they remembered things. And some of them said, I've never known the like since, meaning the positive side. Now, what's my point in all of this? 
People ask me about what's going to happen because they want to prepare if they're smart. They don't just want to have answers that they can whip out for other people. They want to prepare. And I want to say this to you, and it's especially sweet as we approach, I'm recording this in the middle of December 2022, as we approach Christmas, as we approach the new year, a time of relationships and family and connections and dreaming of what the new year will bring and making commitments. I certainly believe in practical strategies. I certainly believe in investing and savings and getting out of debt and all that kind of thing. But time and again, what gets people through tough times, and in 2023, you will have both. You will have tough times and you will have good times. And in 2023, there will be a war in Ukraine that will continue to rage. There will be a continued inflation and an economic upheaval around the world. We will continue to see a rise in violence, at least for a while. Politicians will not suddenly start making more sense than they have previously. I'm not condemning. I'm not cursing. I'm saying we will have some tough times. And that's just at the macro level. At the micro level, you may lose people who are dear to you. You may have personal challenges. But here's what I want you to know. It's the culture you build in your home, around you, with your family, with your friends, the things that get people through are a connection to God, are a connection to each other, are the simple ways of a people living together that are sweet. It doesn't cost much to, to have a family reading time, but I'm thinking of a man who just told me the other day that one of the best things he ever did with his family is on a given night, they pop up some popcorn and pour themselves some soft drinks or whatever, and the family reads for two or three hours. That's, that, that's all they did. And then uh, they talk about it like the next morning at breakfast or sometime later in the week, not at the, not the same night. And it's transformed their family. It costs them nothing. They take a trip to the library or they, or, or they download dollar, $2 books online, and it costs them almost nothing, but it's transforming them. It's transforming them. Another, another woman told me that in their, in their group, she's a single woman, but in her group of friends, They've begun just to pray together a little bit. They're from different different backgrounds. This is not a Bible study. This is not a pe- bunch of people part of the same church or, or institution of faith. But they've just begun to pray together before they eat dinner or before they go out together. It's transformed them. It's absolutely transformed them. So the challenge I want to issue to you as you step into the new world is to have courage. Have courage knowing that The search for the ideal time is a vain search. It it will not happen. There are no ideal times. Look at your last year. Some of you have had marvelous years uh, in some areas, and then you've, you've had great loss and great suffering and great pain in other areas. People are increasingly debilitated by depression and fear about what's around them and, and uh, fear of what's happening in the news, but they also can point to wonderful things that have happened. And what I urge for you is that you do two or three things. Pull back a little bit from the news cycle. Pull back a little bit from popular media. Shut down a little bit the voices that are constantly speaking fear and constantly distracting. Don't medicate with television. Don't medicate with with binge watching. Pull back from popular media, number one. Number two, realize that lives are changed, cultures are built, and people are insulated against hardship and difficulty by simple little rituals in their lives. 
during COVID. Many of you got through that just with Zoom meetings. I, I know people who had Zoom cocktail meetings and other families that just had a regular weekly or regular meeting, daily meeting uh, on Zoom. It, it got you through it, connecting. Pull back from popular media, number one, and number two, start building simple rituals. Those of you who listen to the Great Man podcast, you know that I believe deeply in the simple rituals. Uh, the simple ritual of a father putting his arm around his son every evening and saying, hi, low. What was the high of your day? What was the low of your day? And then they talk about it. They talk about how to make a change or family reading time or family walks or just simple, simple things, things you do first thing in the morning. Again, the great man audience knows I urge them to lead their life from the, from the control room, to sit somewhere quietly and let their mind and their heart roam over their whole life and see what do I feel dis-ease about? What, what, what's not right? What's, what's going great? Run your life from the control room. Run your life from a reflective, prayerful place. It's the simple rituals that build a culture. Remember the power of words. Remember the power of touch. Remember the power of ritual. These are the things that will get you through. Yes, there are smart financial strategies. And yes, there are things you might uh, begin to prepare for in terms of your career. These are all important. I'm not putting those down. But ultimately, people's success in getting through difficult times and people having great and memorable times during difficult times comes down to a matter of the culture they built around them. It's how slaves got through the horrors of slavery in America. It's how Auschwitz and other concentration survivors got through what they got through. And even those who perished, we have letters from them. They, they often said, I've had greater human connection in the last year than ever in my life. I'm grateful for this in the midst of the horror. And then they were killed. Even that we can be grateful for. Even that enriched their lives. It's how people get through wars it's how some of my Ukrainian friends are saying we are living through hell here in Ukraine as Russia continues to bombard us, but, but something is being born in the Ukrainian people. Something is being born. A nation is being born. Good will ultimately come of this. Why? Because good and evil, hard times and easy times coexist. You will have both. And the best way to prepare for them is not with a specific strategy. Yeah, maybe there's some wisdom in moving money to a certain place or, or downsizing or what have you. Those are decisions you can make on your own, and there are other people who are great advisors about that. But what I want you to do is to build a culture around you. Single guy in the dorm, woman working a job, no family yet, a family, a big family, a small family, whatever your ethnicity, whatever your age, wherever you are, build a culture around you with simple rituals, with simple rituals, with meaning, with connection to other human beings, with simplicity, and with faith. Pull faith into it. Make it central. Because there is a God, and we're made for him. Now, I want you all, both my audiences, to have a wonderful holiday season. Celebrate big, love deeply, give generously, and yeah, turn your heart to the new year and set yourself to be the best that you can be. But don't be a lone ranger. Start building into the cultures that you are part of, meaning and connection and depth, because ultimately on the other side of 2023, those will be the things that get you through. Hardship will happen. Scary things will happen in the world. 
The headlines will not become sweet and beautiful in the next six months or 12 months, I assure you. But it's how you live and what you build around you that will determine what you're telling us in 12 months. Yeah, I had some hard times, but it was the best year of my life because I built with others. I went deep. I had rituals that were meaningful. I moved art and music into my life. I moved faith center in my life. I read more. I had more meaningful conversations. I I observed more beauty at museums and on walks and in nature. These will be the things we'll hear. This is what makes a life. So build a life. Make that commitment as you approach the new year. And may you have a very Merry Christmas. And may 2023, for every reason I've just described, be your best year yet. God bless you. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.